Hello, my invisible, visibly friends. <laughs> buenos días, buenas tardes, buenas noches, wherever you are in the world. Hello, Amanda, Cindy, Ellen, Mary, Isabel, those of you who are online already expressing yourself with a multitude of beautiful hearts, pink hearts, red hearts, happy clapping faces. Hello, Marilyn. Welcome, everybody. Hello, Emily. Hello. How are you today? What's good and new? I remember years ago when I was working as a volunteer at an amazing South African NGO called the Novalis Ubuntu Institute. Every time we had a meeting of some sort, even when we sat down at the table, uh, they gave everybody an opportunity to do like a brief check-in. And so there was always a question and the question that was most often asked was, Wat goed met jou vandag? No, actually, wat goed en niet met jou vandag? It's in Afrikaans, means what's good and new with you today. So I ask you that, what's good and new with you today? It's a beautiful question to ask, actually, because um, it's asking for something good, in other words, that you appreciate and you like, and then also good, in other words, um, so, sorry, new, which means it's, uh, it's new to you. It's, you had not experienced it before. Hello, Jacob. Hello, SA. Are you South Africa? What's good and not with you today, my friend? Oh my God, my Afrikaans is really terrible, but I did manage to learn a few words, especially the bad ones. Those were the ones that came first, as it often happens when you move to a new language. So what's good and new? Hello, Peter. Welcome. Welcome. Those of you who are joining us now. It is Wednesday, the 28th of April already. In a few more days, it's going to be May. Can you believe that already? My goodness. And if you recall, uh, we started three weeks ago. We started a new series of uh, streams. That's our new name, Heart Streams, instead of Global Meditations, um, where I made a decision to share with you once again uh, about these 12 virtues of the heart. And so um, three weeks ago, we began with the first virtue, the one that opens the heart, which is the virtue of appreciation. Then last week, we focused on the second virtue, the virtue of compassion. Spoke about the distinction between sympathy, empathy, and compassion. Today, we're going to be exploring the third virtue, which is forgiveness. Something I believe is probably the most underrated spiritual practice, the one everybody talks about, um, but hardly a few people engage in. Hello, Anne-Marie. Hello, Janine. 
Hello, three devil, devil women. <laughs> Hello, Jennifer, Marjorie. Three devil women. It reminds me of the witches of this week, this week, that movie with, uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was, wasn't it Cher? Um, Meryl Streep. And I can't remember who the other one was. Yeah, one of them. Um, oh, Bette Midler. Yes, Bette Midler. <laughs> yeah, to watch that movie. If you want a really lighthearted kind of a movie, watch those three masterful actresses. I think it's them three. Yes, forgiveness. <laughs> Where were we? Forgiveness. Uh, that's what happens every time I looked at the comments and then I go off a little tangent. Hello, Shell. Hello, Alma. Hello, Cindy. Hello, Deborah. Those of you who are joining us now. So, yes, we are focusing on forgiveness today. So, what I thought for today is uh, first, I'd like to talk a little bit about what forgiveness means to me and offer you some different perspective on this process and then invite you to bring forward into your awareness of our time together and do this practice something or someone that you're struggling to forgive and let go of so that we can work with that and then end our time together by radiating this feeling um, this attitude of forgiveness to the rest of the world in other words to help ease the suffering one of the things i notice in my own life is that it is the unforgiveness in other words my own reluctance to let go of some grudge or some resentment that i'm holding towards a person or sometimes myself or a past event what actually keeps me stuck and unable to move on and mostly out of pride right out of this very human need or desire to be right and we spend an entire um nearly like the first 15 20 years of our life learning how to be right and in fact being compensated with good grades just to be right and of course who does not want to be right <laughs> we're trained basically to be right and then when we're wrong then brings up great shame or bad grades right and, and of course it feels good to be right <laughs> plain and simply and it sucks when you're wrong but that is the invitation to actually to realize that ultimately there's not such a thing from a spiritual perspective as right or wrong that what might be right in one place might be completely wrong in some other place to some other person, right? Like this idea that someone's someone's medicine is somebody else's somebody else's poison and vice versa. Right? So it really is more a matter of positionality. In other words, holding on to some kind of a position where I look at my position and believe that I am right. They did me wrong. I did nothing, nothing wrong. And so they're the bad ones that did this thing to me. The word forgiveness, plain and simply, 
when you break it down from its uh, meaning in Latin. Perdonare in Spanish literally means what its counter counterpart in English. Actually, it almost feels and sounds like uh, the word forgiveness with what's a literal translation from the Latin. Per means for or forth. And donare means to give. So forgiveness is the act of giving forth, handing over in essence, you know, like put your hands up. Yes, hand over your position. It's just one position out of many different ones, only one perspective. Yeah, so I'm having fun with it, but that is the essence of it. It's handing over, letting go of our positionality, letting go of our perspective. In fact, A Course in Miracle talks about the process of forgiveness as a miracle that results in a shift of perception. It's when you have an awareness that allows you to see the bigger picture of a particular situation in which you are part of, and you see the higher perspective, you see the totality of what was going on, only to realize that what is keeping you stuck in that situation is your attachment to that perspective, basically to holding on to your positionality of I'm right and somebody else's is wrong. When you see things from the perspective of love, you begin to realize that most people don't begin their days thinking about you. I'm going to break their hearts. I'm going to hurt her. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to ignore calling her back. I'm not going to return her email. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Most people don't do that. You know, most people are just going about their daily lives, doing the best that they can with what they know. Responding to life and situations in the way in which they've always done. Sometimes not telling the truth in order to avoid feeling guilt, shame, anger, being put on the spot. Um, sometimes avoiding confrontation, etc., etc., etc. So people are just basically an expression of who they are, who they've been up until that moment. That includes you and me, all of us. And so normally then, when something happens where we get a feeling or a sense that somebody wronged us, what we're really only seeing is our own perspective, our own judgment of the situation, but without really seeing what's happening with the other person, without really understanding what was really happening with them at the time that that thing happened. And something that just came up as I was talking about just now giving you some examples is this is this um, behavior commonly known as ghosting, right? Raise your hand if you've ever been ghosted. Okay, does anybody know? You guys know what I'm talking about when I say ghosted? basically means when somebody just disappears from your life, when somebody uh, stops calling you, contacting you, right? They, they, they become a ghost. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, well, that is 
That is what happens. Somebody just for whatever reason, they just disappear from your life. Now, I believe we all have been ghosted and we all have ghosted. Can you think of someone that you stopped calling or connecting with just because it just wasn't vibing with you anymore? The person, the situation, and you just didn't feel, you know, the, yeah, just the vibe and you just didn't even really bother to continue the engagement. Well, in that moment, you were ghosting somebody. Or maybe there was something that they did, you didn't like it, and so you were afraid to confront them, and it was uncomfortable to share your true feelings with them. You didn't want to hurt them. You did not want to make them feel bad. And so you just simply stopped returning the message, the phone call, you know, whatever. Raise your hand if you've done that. Guilty, Your Honor, I've done that. And it's been done to me as well. And it happens to everybody. I mean, it happens to celebrities. It happens to everybody. I'm sure even the Pope gets <laughs> ghosted. I'm sure there's some bishop somewhere There's like, oh my God, there's the Pope again. It's like, I'm not calling him back. I'm sure even people that you think are in higher high hierarchies of power, they get ghosted. People just don't want to see them, spend time with them. So when, when you've done that, what's going on through you when that's happening? Well, chances are, if you're anything like me, is that you did not want to hurt the other person. You did not want to admit to yourself the truth or uh, you just not did not want to feel the emotional discomfort, right? So you could then even say that it was out of love for you. <laughs> really out of love for you that you ghosted the other person and what i mean by that is because you were thinking about yourself you were thinking about your well-being avoiding emotional discomfort not dealing with the situation and so you said to yourself well i don't want to feel this and so i'm not going to return this phone call or whatever most people in life are doing the best thing that they can at any given time with what they know, their current level of awareness. And as a result of all these different ways of being and ways in which we protect ourselves, right, we end up hurting each other, doing things that, that hurts other people's feelings, uh, break other people's hearts, brings up pain and suffering for other people. When that happens, then what do you do? Well, you let it go. Let go of what? The situation? No. The situation may still be affecting some kind of a pain or discomfort for yourself or the other person. But what you let go of is what's happening inside, which is really where the damage is being done. Because here's the thing. Every time you, I, or anybody holds on to a grudge to somebody, the grudge is an internal feeling, right? Where is this feeling? It's inside of you, isn't it? So this feeling inside of you is creating an emotional imbalance within you, right? 
feelings, emotions are primarily made up of hormones. And they're also vibrations. So these hormones are releasing the biochemicals are within your own body. Wrecking havoc in your own body. And at the same time, the vibration of these feelings is actually keeping you stuck in that feeling. Anger, guilt, shame, whatever that may be. Whether that is, it blocks you. It blocks you. That's why if anybody here who's gone through some kind of a forgiveness challenge or has gone through a 12-step process that involves one of the steps is actually asking for forgiveness and making amends, you realize that something begins to happen. You realign with the natural flow of life as a result of letting go of all these anger, guilt, shame, resentment, and all these feelings we've been holding within ourselves. And then suddenly abundance, new friendships, new perspective, new things begins to emerge. So when we are engaged in this process of forgiveness, we do it, believe it or not, for selfish reasons. We do it first for ourselves because those emotions, they live inside of us. They will transmute eventually into some kind of disharmony and balance, disease, even cancer. So we forgive primarily for ourselves. That's why in scripture, in the Bible, as it's said also in A Course in Miracles, all forgiveness is ultimately self-forgiveness because what is being healed is the positionality within you and then all the emotions that were also attached. So forgiveness is requires that we surrender or let go, number one, of our own positionality, our own perspective, our own point of view. Okay. Admit that we don't have all the answers, that we're not really God. We are, but we're not. <laughs> You're made out of the substance of God, the essence. But you're not the God that judges everything. We leave that to the most high to do and to be. But the ego, our ego, our personality, this false self of ours, this small self with a small S, believes it is God and it holds the ultimate truth about a situation. You wrong me. You owe me. And so... First, what is being released or surrendered or given forth is the positionality that is this way. This is what happened. And then also what needs to be surrendered with that is the emotion, the feeling. And the way to do that is to begin by letting go of the attachment that you have to the payoff of that feeling. Because here's the thing, as I was saying a little bit earlier, being right feels very good, doesn't it? I mean, every time, I mean, I remember I, I recently took a, um, uh, I took a six month course in music production, in case you're not aware of, but um, I also play music. I've written a lot of songs, which I'm now in the process of 
recording then. That's why I took this, this classes. And at the end of every trimester, we had an exam with 20 questions. And every time when the teacher was correcting us, every time I got a question right, I was like, yes. So being right feels good, doesn't it? So we all have this kind of like, yes, I'm holding on to this feeling that I'm right and this other person is wrong. Because it feels good to be right. So the invitation is to release and let go also of that attachment, even that addiction to being right, to only seeing things from your perspective, your way, from being wanting to be right. Maybe that served you. It was good for getting through high school and college and all of that, but it doesn't really serve you in terms of growing up. So we do it first then for ourselves. We do it for ourselves because ultimately all forgiveness is self-forgiveness, whether the other person deserves it or not. In fact, we forgive and there's something that it's, it's been a game changer for me since a few years ago. We forgive out of love for God. We forgive because we have made the choice to walk this path of the heart or the path of love, which is an essence. If God is love, then out of love for God. Forgiveness is, in essence, a way of being where you are on an ongoing basis as part of your daily life practice because you've made a commitment to follow the path of love, the path of the heart that requires you to constantly release, let go and surrender of your positionality about things, your judgments about things that need to be right. And then all these other corresponding emotions that get triggered in you by life events, by other people's, by situations, circumstances, constantly. And again, you do that in a way that you are in essence saying, God, such and such is an a-hole and they don't deserve to be forgiven. And I'm still resentful about this and blah, 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 blah. But out of love for thee, dear Lord. And because I'm committed to following on the footsteps, the way of the Christ. Out of love for thee, O Lord, I surrender. Surrender my need to be right. I surrender the juice, the payoff that I get from this situation. I surrender my perspective. And thus, it is in doing that that we, in essence, hand over the load, the burden of a particular situation to God. It's not that God is going to take care of it for us. No. is that neither you nor God should have been carrying it in the first place. 
those of you who have dogs know exactly that the way the dogs love us is the way in which God is in essence asking us to love ourselves and each other. By your dog, you may hit your dog. But you know that the next day the dog sees you and he's forgotten about you when you hit him and he gets close and he's wagging his tail and he say, can we just start again today, please? I love you. I like you. I depend on you <laughs> for everything. Can you just love me the way that I love you? So forgiveness is in essence an expression or a virtue of the heart. And in an attitude, a way of life. So with that in mind, I invite you to come into a heart center awareness that we can then align with this vibration, this feeling, this way of being of forgiveness so that then from this space, we can initiate a process of first forgiving ourselves, second, forgiving others, third, forgiving life, and then finally radiating this feeling of forgiveness out to the world in a world that so badly needs it, especially during the current times we're now living in. I invite you to bring the awareness to your heart by placing a hand over the center of your chest. Remember that your heart beyond the physical organ, it's also an energetic center or a wheel. The word for wheel in Sanskrit is chakra. Your heart chakra covers this entire, entire area that goes from just below the throat to just where the diaphragm is. So we bring the awareness there to the center and we can place one or both hands, whatever feels right to you. As we gently close our eyes, and begin to breathe straight in and through the heart, imagining that we have a tiny hole in the center of the chest as if we could as if we could breathe straight through the heart. We allow this breath, this holy breath to become nice and deep so that we're breathing through the heart and then down into the stomach. We also slow down the breathing, the breathing so that we begin to breathe the way we breathe when we are in the presence of someone that we feel safe with or when we are in bed or reading a good book. And we also allow this breath to become nice and even so that the inhale and the exhale are approximately the same length.
for the next few moments, continue to breathe in and out of the heart, slow, deep, and even. As I speak the following words on your behalf. In the name of the Father, the Mother, in the name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And speaking on behalf of everyone who's present here today, or anyone watching this replay. I connect, align, and unify my heart to the infinitely loving heart of God. Knowing that where I am, God is. Where I am, love is. Where I am, compassion is. Where I am, the power and the wisdom to forgive and let go lies. In the name Jesus the Christ today, I speak my word with the intention of forgiving myself, forgive others, and forgive life. that I too may be forgiven for all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. In the name I am that I am, I forgive myself. for misusing my creative fire. In the name I am that I am, I forgive myself for creating pain and suffering in others. In the name I am that I am, I forgive myself for my own carelessness, ignorance, and fear. In the name I am that I am, I forgive myself for all of my trespasses, conscious or unconscious, against others.
in the name I am that I am. I forgive myself for judging myself. Judging myself as inferior, unworthy. Judging myself, myself as undeserving, broken. For judging myself less than how my Holy Christ sees me. Forgiving all my imperfections. Letting go of my need to be right. Letting go of all judgments and resentments. That I may be set free by the power of love. If there's anything you would like to forgive yourself for right now, this is the time to do so. Simply saying the name I am that I am. I am means the divine within me. I forgive myself for, and then just speak it, either out loud or silently between you and God. Beloved Jesus, the Christ, Son of God, strengthen our hearts, superimpose the divine blueprint over the divine blueprint of your heart over our hearts. That our hearts right here and right now may grow muscles of forgiveness that we individually and collectively forgive others 
who have hurt us, who have transpassed against us. In the name of the sacred heart of Christ, I forgive anyone who has hurt me in the past. In the name of the sacred heart of Christ, I forgive anyone who has betrayed me, abused me, or neglected me. I forgive anyone who has either consciously or unconsciously hurt my feelings. And created suffering in my life. Letting go deep down at a cellular level, at a molecular level all feelings of resentment, anger, guilt, shame, helplessness. Take a deep breath into the stomach there. As you exhale, let out that anger. Come on, let out the hate, let out the pain. Give it forth, forth give it. In the name of the sacred heart of Christ, I forgive and let go of the past. I surrender my need to be right. I surrender all my judgments. That the grace of God may once again live within me as I offer this grace, this forgiveness to others who have hurt me in the past. If there's anyone 
that you like to forgive at this moment and you're ready to do that. Willing. Simply say, either out loud or in silence, in the name of the Sacred Heart of Christ, I forgive and let go of and then fill in the blank. I imagine now that right in front of me are all those people from the past that up until now I had been reluctant to forgive, to make peace with. I see them all, almost as if I'm standing on a stage and all these people are sitting where the audience are and they're all looking at me. And my heart is open wide, radiating love, compassion, and forgiveness. Look at them all. And I say to Everyone, I love you. I forgive you and set you free. You have no power over me. All is well between us. Thank you for the lessons you taught me. I forgive you and I forgive myself. And I set us both free. Imagine your heart now opening up to them 
And from this heart, a thousand beautiful white pigeons fly now. You radiate your compassion, your kindness, your love, setting yourself free from the past. Reclaiming. See these beautiful pigeons now go beyond as they begin to travel all over the world, spreading peace and unity and forgiveness wherever they go. For the next few moments, imagine, see, and feel all this forgiveness, all these beautiful white pigeons flying all over the world, bringing forgiveness where it's most needed. And as you imagine this, allow me to pray the prayer of forgiveness taught by Elizabeth, Claire Prophet. I am forgiveness acting here, casting out all doubt and fear, setting men forever free on wings of cosmic victory. I am calling in full power for forgiveness every hour to all of life in every place. I flood forth forgiveness, grace. I am forgiveness acting here, casting out all doubt and fear, setting men forever free on wings of cosmic victory. I am calling in full power for forgiveness every hour. To all of life in every place, I flood forth forgiveness, grace. I am forgiveness acting here, casting out all doubt and fear, setting men forever free on wings of cosmic victory. I am calling in full power for forgiveness every hour. To all of life in every place, I flood forth forgiveness, grace. I am forgiveness in me now. I am forgiveness in my brothers and my sisters. I am forgiveness on planet Earth. Beloved, I am. Beloved, I am. Beloved, I am. And so it is, and it is so. Amen. I find it's always very useful whenever you're doing forgiveness work, which inevitably it's emotional work. You stay very well hydrated and you drink lots of fluid, drink lots of water. Remember once again that forgiveness is not something that you do once and then go about your day like nothing happened. When Jesus was asked how to forgive and his answer was, you must forgive 70 times seven. I think what he really meant was, it's a way of life. 
It's a way of being. Remembering that once again, we forgive primarily for ourselves because all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. We also forgive out of love for God. Walking with an attitude that in essence says, dear Lord, out of love for thee, I let go of this event, this situation, this person, the circumstances, knowing that in doing that, you immediately experience the feeling of freedom that comes when you let go of something that you've been carrying with you. Your thoughts, your attachment, the need to be right, the anger, the resentment, whatever it is that normally comes with it. Oh, my beautiful friends, my beautiful family all over the world, thank you so much for being part of this process today. Thank you, SA, filled with grace and gratitude. Thank you, David. Thank you, Moon Goddess, Massage, and Reiki. <laughs> thank you, Geraldine, Jennifer, Ariane, Tony, Ellen, Cindy, Marilyn. Uh, Peace is every step. You know who you are. Peter, Deborah, Teresa, Lisa, PJ. Oh, still wearing your PJs. Three devil women. Shell, Mary, Deborah, and Marie, Jennifer. Oh, starting to repeat some names. Jacob. You all knew who you are. And then obviously everyone who was watching, catching this replay. Thank you so much, everybody, for giving me the opportunity to enter into your homes, your sacred space. Remember that these guided meditations and talks are always here freely available. You can always watch the replay as a gentle reminder of what you're capable of whenever you tune, connect and align your heart to the heart of God. And then from that space, summon all the necessary forces to help you push through any obstacle, self-impose, believe, uh, any sense of a burden. All right. I hope you're walking away feeling strengthened from within. All right. I look forward to seeing you guys again next week. Until then, please take care of yourself. Please forgive yourself so that you can forgive others. <laughs> Remember, it starts with you. And until then, I send you all my love from my heart to yours. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>